it's December 15th, and nobody wants the job anymore. Except mom. Because I just made you watch A.W. Winter is Coming 2022. I'm a little chilled. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to I Made My Mother Watch Wrestling M3W2, the only podcast on the internet with the brawn of Bobby Heenan and the brains of Braun Strowman. My name is Tristan. My mom's name is Mom. We're two Canadians trapped in the heart of Flair Country. And we watch AEW Dynamite, sometimes Rampage, and sometimes when the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars, we watch WWE. We watched SmackDown last week. And mom still hasn't recovered from it. Uh, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Overcast, CastBox, Pocket Casts, YouTube, and of course, in every 24th Kinder Surprise, but not in America. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're illegal. It's illegal tactics to bring your average Kinder Surprise across the border. Tonight, a return to normalcy for the podcast. We got the news. We've got your AEW Winter's Coming recap and review. And then we'll put Mom's bottomless wrestling knowledge to the test in the return of Timeline Trivia. But first, Mom, how are you doing on this not-so-wintry evening? I know. I was had my toque ready to put on and everything, and no snow in sight around here. No, because winter's it's coming. It's not here. Oh. Winter is coming. Good point. Good point. Stupid name for a, <laughs> for a special, but whatever. Especially after how Game of Thrones ended, but I could complain about that forever. And there's not a ton to complain about tonight. No, there isn't. I suppose. Yeah, but uh, here at the beginning of the podcast, it's almost Christmas time. We're going to talk about Christmas a little bit again. And maybe you're listening and thinking, Tristan, I don't celebrate Christmas. And to that, I'd say... Happy whatever you're celebrating, That's or right. have celebrated, or will celebrate, or won't celebrate. Maybe this is just a good Thursday evening or Friday for you. I hope you're having a good one. And secondly, I want you to know that even if you don't celebrate Christmas, uh, you can get in on this. There's no bouncer, okay? At some point, a while ago, someone left the door open. Now we're all in here in a conga line under the mistletoe. I say that... Because I'm not a particularly religious person. I don't believe in anything. Not even myself. But I'm all in on Christmas. Okay? So, Mom, anyone can celebrate Christmas. Because at its core, Christmas is about what? Togetherness. Right? That's right. Consumerism. Sure. Buying shit. Giving it to people. Expecting shit from people. People expecting shit from you. Perhaps perhaps too much. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Okay? What else is it about? Getting fat. Staying fat. Getting fatter. Of course, big thing. Now, all of this, for some reason, brings us to our most pressing issue of the evening. Mom, between us, <laughs> sitting between us, is an item. Yes. It is an item that a few days ago, somebody gifted you in the name of uh, Christmas Spirit while you were at work. Just, uh, a few weeks ago, 
I asked you what the worst thing you've ever gotten for Christmas was. Yes. Right. I can't remember what you said, because that's an eternity ago, and I've watched so much wrestling between now and then, especially last week. Want to know what it was? What was it? A scarf. A scarf. Okay. MJF now, is, is crying is right now what, hearing that. But uh, This is like not a, not a winter scarf. This was just like a, a see-through yeah, scarf. Yeah, the old lady goes, scarf. The old lady yeah, scarf yeah, that yeah, goes okay. around you. Okay, okay right now, I am an old lady, and I still consider it an old lady scarf. <laughs> it's so... It's 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 uh yeah it's too old right it's for the bingo hall and nowhere else but that was then and this is now <laughs> this is true <laughs> things have changed they have things have changed considerably recently so there is a small thing in front of us on the table uh, we're gonna take a minute for the folks at home to guess what this thing is it's not all that large right it can probably can fit in your hand right okay and, and you can use your extra sensory perception. Or what? ESP. I don't. Since nobody can see. <laughs> okay. In front of us, there is an item. It's, this was gifted to my mom for Christmas. Going to give everybody a uh, a second to think about what it could be. What could be this ridiculous thing that my mom got for Christmas? Think about the worst gifts you've ever gotten at home. What were they? How did they make you feel? Did they make you feel anything? Mom, what is this thing you got for Christmas? Spiced salts. It is. Uh, you're underselling. <laughs> you're underselling this. Okay. It is indeed spiced salts. It is a small <laughs> Tupperware container with a purple lid. I will open it right now. Full of mixed salts. Yes. <laughs> um, Chunky salt. Um. Uh, With unknown spices. So what was your first, like, what was your first impression of this or what this might be used for? Not cooking. <laughs> yeah. Like, when you texted me that uh, you had received such a small container of salt, I thought to myself, well, you know, maybe it's something for, you know, baths or whatever. But then I noticed... Savory bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> Then it's really powerful, actually. It is. I need yeah. to put the lid back on this. Okay. Okay. So, 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 so. So, I thought, yeah, maybe it's a bath salt or something. Not like, you know, something that's going to make you rip someone's face off in Florida. But, you know, something like that. But on the on the top, they've labeled it from the kitchen of uh, said person who made it. Right. Mom, you are not the only person who received this. No. This was... The whole staff. Eh? This was the whole staff. Everyone got a small Tupperware container of mixed salts. And you're like, oh, at home you might be like, oh, it's packages of, of salts or, or something. No, this is just loose salts and spices loose, like in your average like small Tupperware container. Like chunky pink Himalaya salt and Celtic salt, which is a grayer, chunkier salt. And then there's the unknown spices. Did the colonel gift you this? We're not allowed to know what they are. I can't identify them by smelling them. At one time, I worked for KFC, and that is not the smell of the spices of KFC. So, well, <laughs> this is um, like, what would you put this on? Like this, this is chunky, chunky salt for the most part. Right. Right. This isn't. This doesn't fit a steak, or like I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> 
what this is supposed it's to be. It's spicy, but it almost smells. Oh, there's perfect. a little bit on the desk. Don't now. do Damn that, it. or you'd be smelling Damn it all it. night. Damn it! So it could be a mixture of sage, rosemary, all of the powdered spices, and it's mixed in with this salt. <laughs> However, so there's powerful. no ingredient list. No, there isn't. It's just it. mystery. So, <laughs> um, you know, if anybody is allergic to you never know spices uh yeah so i'm not i'm not quite sure, sure what to do with it um i mean it might just sit there in the container uh it's gonna sit there in the dumpster as like a, that as snake a, i fought a couple a, weeks ago as an object of wonder every time i look at it and i wonder really what this was yeah what the hell is it for <laughs> <laughs> no ingredient list uh no use case it smells incredibly powerful too thick to put on food, and even if you were to put on a grill, uh, obviously meant for food, not for the bath or something, simply because it's labeled like literally from the kitchen of like said person. Um, There's the mystery. So, you know what, folks? After all this, what does this mean? Uh, Christmas means a lot of things, okay? Christmas doesn't mean random Tupperware container <laughs> full of salt for all your coworkers or scarves. Or old lady scarves. From your drawer. Apparently. If you want to give somebody something, just give them a hug or something. Just get, go ahead. Give them a side okay. hug. Give them a side hug. You don't know the person who made this, right? You have no idea. You know, the person who gave it to you is married to this person, but... Who, I don't... I've never met that. Is this person also person. a teacher who actually put this I together? Do not, I do not know. Um... <laughs> Uh, the origins of the dubious origins of this random random pile of salt you were given for Christmas. Um, okay, you don't know this person. No. Would you rather them have just randomly come come up and hugged you for Christmas, or would you rather have the pile of salt? To be honest with you, yeah, at least a hug. You know what a hug is. <laughs> well, most hugs. We don't want to go, to, you know, to to hugs that don't feel good. No, that's a, a different story. A, <laughs> okay. But just a just a nice little loose hug, like side hug that you would a friend fist bump maybe instead. Fist, I'm even I'm starting to get used to fist fist bumps. Although the first time I've days? ever had a fist bump was was when uh, my dermatologist gave me a fist bump. <laughs> and I'm Isn't like, that the last person in the world who should be afraid like, of physical what? contact? He's seen too much. I'm of the generation that. You always shook hands when you greet somebody. You meet someone for the first time, you always shake their hand. Okay. So that was our generation. But now, apparently, even in like a doctor's office, that you're greeted with a fist bump. And this was long before COVID. Yeah. Nothing so, wrong with that. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, an, it's just an adjustment. You know, the first time it it's happens, more sanitary. It because it's awkward because you're you not have, used to that type of greeting. You have no idea what kind of piles of salts so, people's hands have been in around Christmas time. You know, I I'm all into salts, different salts, but I'm not quite sure of the combination of the <laughs> spices of of the spices and the salts. I can't get over how weird that just is. Just in a random container. <laughs> just an average small Tupperware container. Maybe a Full little loose. note saying this is what you should do with this. This is what was intended for. This th these this is what's in Ugh. this container. Yeah, no but, instruction manual. Right, right. Doesn't but smell. It doesn't automatically. Right, it, it is good. No. <laughs> okay, it's a thought that counts. It's a thought right? that counts. Sometimes that thought is fucking insane, and it is insane 
to randomly give somebody a little Tupperware container full of random salt for Christmas. What happened to cookies? What happened to bring some cookies into the office? What happened to that? I don't. I don't. I almost I said that person's know. name. I almost addressed them directly. No, that, would, no. that would really be a bad no, idea. No, no, don't no. want to get mom fired. Okay. So we know we've established a lot of stuff tonight. That Christmas is about a lot of things, but it's not about salt. But you know what else Christmas is about, Mom? What? The news. You're not even a real journalism. That's right. The internet's got the scoops. You know something, brother? Observe this, brother. This is what we call a rag sheet, brother. Mom, WWE released former NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rose Wednesday after she refused to tone down the content of her subscription website. Dave Meltzer noted that WWE in general has promised their sponsors a cleaner product and that once Shawn Michaels, who runs NXT right now, uh, found out about the content of the site, he immediately booked her to lose the title before her release. Uh, when asked for a quote in response uh, to the reasoning behind her release, Mandy Rose said, I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I've got the looks that drive the boys wild. I've got the moves. I really move them. I send chills up and down their spines. I'm just a sexy girl. Please. <laughs> Mom, for the first time in a long time, cheering will be allowed in New Japan Pro Wrestling starting at Wrestle Kingdom 17, sort of. While no uh, loud voice cheering is allowed at the events like chanting or songs, counting with the referee and using catchphrases will be fine, but chants the length of a chorus of a song are not allowed which I believe is the same policy mom implements in the classroom. Isn't that right? That's right. No That's chanting. Right. No chanting. No chanting. You, they can say their catchphrase, but they're not allowed to chant. That's right. Right? No chanting. Uh, so let's all use our indoor voices for Wrestle Kingdom 17. Level zero. Finally, the Wall Street Journal is reporting that even uh, among fresh uh, misconduct allegations, Vince McMahon may be planning a comeback in WWE. McMahon still retains a majority of the voting shares of the company and says he was given bad advice from his inner circle of advisors. I believe we have... Uh, let me check with the producers to see if we actually uh, have this or not. Ah, yes, we do. Okay, we have a soundbite uh, that we've exclusively obtained from Triple H. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Wow, I can't I Perfect. can't believe we're <laughs> we're breaking news. We're getting scoops. Yes, because I was just going to up in the world. How old is he? Uh 70 something. Sorry. 7? I don't know. 70, I think I asked you this on Timeline Trivia one time. 70 something. No one to blame. No one to blame. Don't go there. You're responsible for your own actions. You, you know what you're doing. You know, fuck it, just bring them all back. Bring them everybody Every shit person in WWE, bring them back in on the same day. Let's bring in uh, Ric Flair, and he can, uh, you know, do an intro to bring back Vince McMahon, who can do an intro uh, to bring back uh, who's some other awful person in the history of WWE. Yep. Uh, Linda McMahon, too. We'll bring her in, and then uh, she can introduce uh, WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump. 
fuck it. Let's just let's just do it. Next Friday on SmackDown, <laughs> let's just welcome them all back into the fold. Hey, put them all, all in an island, all together. Have a good time. <laughs> well, that's it for the news. <laughs> <laughs> so, I suppose, Mom, uh, we should get started. You're here. I'm here. Let's do this! <laughs> All right, AEW Winter is coming December 14th, 2022 from Dallas, Texas. Famous for the Cowboys, the Stars, the Rangers, and of course, Debbie doing it. What? Mom, what'd you think of the show? Oh, We'll talk later. <laughs> What'd you think of AEW Winter is Coming 2022? I was overwhelmed with emotion. With emotion? Yes. And I'll Positive tell you emotions? Why. Negative yes. emotions? Positive emotions. I did not expect this to be that good. I mean, to me, it was almost perfection. It was uh, an excellent, a tremendous, a stupendous AEW Dynamite yes. show. Uh, Winter is Coming last year was great as well, so uh, high expectations uh, for next December, but yeah, this one was pretty damn great. We start out with the Elite versus the Death Triangle uh, match four in the best of seven. What'd you think of this match? Oh my god. I found myself almost tearing up. Almost tearing up? Yes. I was getting emotional, and how often does that happen with me with wrestling? Okay, over what? Because I just watched the opening match with the Elite and Death Triangle. And I just, I got really emotional because I thought, finally, finally, I'm watching a great show. <laughs> finally, it's back. Like for, for two months, we lost that. Two or months, however long they were gone. Mom, we've we've seen this match three other times no, in the past four weeks. No, because it it just keeps getting better. You like specifically the story in this match versus the other ones. Yes, the the mat these these two trios wrestling together are just so amazing. What an amazing show they're putting on. And I got so emotional because finally, finally, we've waited. For it. it seemed it was only a couple of months that they were gone, but finally they're back, and finally I'm watching an amazing show. Did, I, I was just, it was great. Is this because I made you watch SmackDown last week? <laughs> is, this, is, this, is this because you were so distraught? And you were so down <laughs> about having to watch watch SmackDown that, like, in comparison, uh, finally you saw something you were no because you were amazed by. But while they were gone, it was up and down. It was it was like fifty fifty sometimes of whether you're gonna watch a great perf like an amazing performance or not. But as soon as they came back, the just the energy yeah. that they brought back with them and the creativity and just watching them all work and the the effort and creativity they're putting into these matches like all six of them 
uh, is I'm just overwhelmed. It's just fantastic. I can't say enough about it. Yeah, it's it's tremendous. I understand uh, where you're coming from, I suppose. So let's see here. Story here is that Nick Jackson injures his ankle on a dive to the outside, uh, making it a three-on-two handicap match after the Elite have dominated the first half. Uh, the crowd tonight for almost everything was hot. Yeah. Right, they were into literally, literally everything that I can think of. They were into everything, almost to the detriment of my sanity. Here in a bit, uh, we'll talk about that. I know I was too, um, though. But yeah, I should have been there. I mean, yeah, I was, I was in there. Well, one day maybe we'll go to a live show, a live SmackDown taping that comes through town. Who knows? You know what? Maybe a live Raw. <laughs> I'll take you to a nine-hour production of WWE Raw in Charlotte. Nope. <laughs> so we got your classic injured man hobbles back to the ring while producer tries to stop him spot after uh mac gets pile driven on the apron and pack misses a black arrow Ke uh kenny uh, makes a huge hot tag uh when nick comes back classic wwe type spot kind of here mostly classic wrestling spot but i always remember these royal rumbles where someone gets injured like austin gets injured and like carted away uh roman did it too and then came back to booze one year <laughs> during the Royal Rumble, which was uh, they should have known that in hindsight, but uh, wasn't wasn't it was a, it was kind of a rough time for old uh, Mister Reigns for a certain amount of years. So yeah, uh, everywhere pretty much does this. Uh, Nick makes a uh, Hulk Hogan esque comeback in the ring with his fists and uh, and clotheslines here, uh, just because and the announcers call us out. But you know he can't flip around because he's trying to sell that he hurt his ankle. Yeah, right. It's great stuff. Pensa gets the hammer, lays it into that injured ankle. Phoenix puts him in a submission. They hold down Kenny Omega and the Death Triangle are now up three to one. Yeah, I was devastated though. You were devastated. Because I expected them to, the Elite to win, to balance things out a little bit. Absolute whirlwind and of emotion. I know, I here. was devastated at that. But I understand, you know, given the next match coming up. Absolutely so, which Omega announces here. He cuts an apparently impromptu promo saying that hey if you want to use hammers why not use all the weapons next match is no dq he then circles back and said he'd leave it to the fans and the powers that be and then he falls right into his goodbye and good night promo he usually cuts after the cameras go off the air i guess it was just habit yeah. and he has to stop and go oh no no got lots more got lots more show but goodbye <laughs> good night and <laughs> uh so yeah old habits die hard uh mom will the elite make a comeback from their 3-1 deficit. Yes, they will. Does that bother it, you that you can sort of see that happening? No, not at all. You're just excited to see I, more of these teams yeah, going I'm, at it. Yeah, I'm excited to see what it's le each one is leading into. I was devastated that they lost, but when they announced what they the next match was going to be about and that that sparked, right, what's going to be happening, happening and in the next match, then great. I will say that uh, Nick Jackson sold this really well as well, because you are worried. Whenever you see someone come on, coming up limp, hobbling around, you're like, oh, God, what does that mean for this? Yes. And then you're sort of booking out the future of this or how they get out of it <laughs> at a certain point. But yeah, uh, the story was great, and I look forward, like Mom, to more matches. MJF is backstage with Alex Marvez. MJF runs down Ricky Starks <laughs> and his promo last week saying... That MJF bats a thousand, and he was a star before Starks got there. He says he doesn't care about how hard Starks' life was, and that he had to eat out of dumpsters with raccoons. He's the Don Nichols 
of wrestling. <laughs> the Don Rickles. Don Rickles, sorry. <laughs> Not so, sorry if there's a Don Nichols out there. Yeah, he's a Don Rickles of of, uh, of wrestling for sure. This is a tremendous <laughs> promo. Uh, you know, he says, what matters is the AEW title. He says that everyone hates him. So MJF is under no pressure. All the pressure is on Starks. Tonight, we'll see what happens when pressure is applied to the pebble. Will he become a diamond or will he simply turn to dust? Excellent, excellent promo that didn't have a bunch of uh, uh, sort of Triple H references right. in there, right? I need to hear that shit. I need to hear more shit like this, I suppose. Uh, the acclaimed arrive. But uh, everyone's favorite wrestler, Jeff Jarrett, is here. <laughs> and man, he got so much heat for appearing. And I'm just thinking to myself, okay, be hot for everything. But let's, let's, take, a, let's take a step back and cool down. Because you're just, you're just seeing old Jeff Jarrett. And the more you give him the reaction that he wants, the more he's going to fucking be on TV. Okay, <laughs> so let's, let's all take a step back and think about uh, what we're doing. So there, uh, you know, the acclaimed are attacked by Lethal and the boys. Jarrett smashes a guitar over Caster's head. He does not uh, almost bleed to death like Darby Allen did when he got hammered with the, with that old guitar. Mm -hmm. But so uh, this dumbass Jeff Jarrett grabs the mic, uh, has it halfway up to his mouth, and proceeds to clearly state "fuck you" to the crowd. <laughs> ah, so classy. So you know, I haven't heard any like any outlets report that. But, like, it was clear as day yeah. that he just went, fuck you. <laughs> like, all right. Uh, I th didn't um, Ace Steel did something like that and slipped, and he got fined, you know, before he ended up biting really? people and kicked out of the company. When he came out and was given that uh, motivational speech to uh, young CM Punk there oh, <laughs> in the ring before yeah, the Moxley match. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see. Jarrett calls Caster a little bitch and calls him a slap nut. <sighs> Can we bring back the tag team rankings, please? So fuckers can't just appear and get title shots for no reason. Okay? that's I don't have a lot of complaints about this show tonight. But I, I'm seeing this and I'm going, like, what have they ever done to deserve a title shot or a program? Like, let's, like, the the ratings that they used to have for titles seemed limiting. But sometimes you need limitations to stop you from doing stupid shit like uh, putting Jeff Jarrett anywhere near any title for any reason, even if he doesn't wrestle for it and it's like singing lethal. Still, oh, just get Jeff Jarrett off my TV in 2022. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett is like a damp sleeve, okay? It's not the worst thing in the world, but you want to avoid it at all costs. <laughs> Tony Schiavone is backstage with Jericho and his society. He says, the giant swing is barbaric and should be banned after he he lost the match on uh, at final battle for the ROH title. So tonight, Jericho says, I'm going to take it out on some jobber in a squash match. He tells Garcia that he shouldn't have lost the pure title to Yuta. So you know what, old Garcia, you need a little mentorship. I'm going to pair you up with your new mentor, Sammy Guevara. And uh, uh, he seems less than enthused about this Sammy, prospect. Yeah. Yes. Somehow, I think I lost this. I might have skipped. You skipped over it. Skipped over it, and because I don't, rem I don't remember this. I missed this. Oh, what happened? I don't know. It was a very good segment. But I'm interested. In you telling me about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
I know I did skip over one thing that I didn't make, didn't make notes about. I don't know where it is supposed to go. Like coming back to look at it, didn't really have a time to go through the whole show to find it again. Uh, but there is a swerve promo somewhere in this. Yes. About Swerve and Keith Lee. Yes. They say that next week they're going to meet in the ring uh, to settle their differences. Not a match, but I guess we're just going to have a promo battle or something between these two. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's basically what it said. And finally, you know, finally, they're going to go after each other. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Mom, Jungle Boy versus Brian Cage. What'd you think about this match? Looks like I skipped a little too far. Did you... Did you watch anything else on the show? <laughs> did you think the show just ended after MJF's nope. promo? For some reason, I, I skipped, and my next is House of Black versus The Factory. Mom, mom. Yes. Have you been sniffing these salts? <laughs> okay, there is. There seems to be less of this than there was yesterday. Okay? Is that? You can be honest with me. All right, Jungle Boy. Brian Cage had a match that Mom didn't see. Oh, this bothers me because now I have to go back. Tomorrow I'll watch this because I can't not watch that. I love Jungle Boy. I'll give you I'll give you the breakdown here. Okay. Jungle Boy is only legally allowed to wrestle men at least twice his size. <laughs> is, it's written in his contract yeah, somewhere. Yeah, Cage. Cage is more than twice his size. He's also selling his neck after Big Bill. Big build him real big onto oh, the yeah, apron. Moriarty's in there, right? Outside the uh, Battle Royal. Morrissey. Not Moriarty. Oh, it's Big Bill now. Big Bill. It's, it's big. It's probably easier to remember Bill. Big Bill. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, th this this was a fun little match. Uh, uh, Prince Nana there interferes, but Jungle Boy tricks Cage into hitting him, rolls him up, and gets the victory post-match. He takes the mic and says he beat Luchasaurus. Cage isn't ready, so he wants the biggest bitch of them all, Big, Big Bill. Bill. Big bad Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Stokely Hathaway comes out and says he's pissed off. To the highest level of passivity. He usually is. <laughs> he says, tonight, Jungle Boy is going to see the bottom of Big Bill's boot and the back of Stokely's hand because Jungle Boy is a little hoe. <laughs> That's what he said. I That's missed he said. all this. Okay. He missed it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Jungle Boy gets out of the ring, uh, goes to attack Hathaway, but uh, all the crew runs out, uh, including old... Big Bill, they're beating him down in the ring. Uh, Big Bill gives him a... I still can't get over saying that. Ugh. Big Bill. <laughs> it just, it doesn't... like It should, with the alliteration, flow off the tongue, but I see him, and the name does not correlate. Well, he is with big. With the man I see... Yes, he is big, but he's not a Bill. He's right? William. It's a real big... So technically, he's a Bill. It's a real... Uh, big leap from the name Morrissey to Bill. Yes. Yeah. Now you can get a you can you can fudge that if you want. Like if it like uh, never. It's just weird. Okay. They're, they're, and I, they're, I'm still not I'm still not feeling it. They're easing it in. They they did not ease this so in. So that it okay? becomes the norm. <laughs> they went they went in. Uh, and nobody's gonna notice any different after signs of the times. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's gonna, I noticed. Everybody's noticing. 
Okay, old old Big Bill. But he chokeslams Jungle Boy, and now to save him comes Hook, who comes out after he chokeslams, so he doesn't really save him. Taz's son, Hook. Taz's son, Hook. And the crowd goes wild, as they do for everything. So it looks like we're getting a little little tag team up Oh, with the, uh, the youngins here. Jungle Boy and Hook? And Hook, yeah. Oh! In fact, I didn't know Hook was legally allowed to wrestle or appear on Dynamite. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, because he's what, always on Rampage? He's always something? on yeah. Rampage. All he's right. got that shit on lock. Well, that's good. Well, I'm interested in that. Uh, well, here's something else you might be interested in. Because uh, Moxley cuts a promo with a Blackpool Combat Club in the background. Mom didn't see this either. Did I miss at least an hour of a show? You missed uh, You missed a whole, a quarter hour, uh, it looks like. But yeah, uh, Moxley says this weekend they made a statement. Claudio swung a guy by his ankles like a little child until he begged for mercy and almost soiled himself. <laughs> and Wheeler elbowed Garcia's head off. And he calls out Sammy Guevara. And he turns, then he uh, they're going to wrestle on Rampage. And then he turns his attention to Hangman Page and says, Hangman, you know where to find me. So now, the House of Black versus the Factory. There we go. Something Mom actually saw. Mom, what do we call this kind of match? Squash. Squash match. Yes. Winter squash. Winter. <laughs> winter. There is winter. There is such thing as a winter squash. There is a winter squash. Yes. Have you ever had a winter squash? Somewhere in life, yeah. What does it taste like? Do squashes squash. really taste that much different from each other, other than pumpkin? Right, because pumpkin's technically a squash. Right? Uh, not not really, like a spaghetti squash or or something like that. It they're all about the same. What makes a winter squash wintry? Is it just, just the, the growth cycle? Just the growth. Yeah, when it grows. Riveting. What what makes a a snow owl? Because it's it's white. up in the snow. No, it's what and it's in the cold temperatures, right? Or a snow fox. Because they live up in the Arctic. Don't quote me on that, folks. That's right. This isn't a this isn't a fucking nature podcast, okay? <laughs> this is a wrestling podcast about wrestling. I thought it's. I think it's a salt yes. podcast. So about. House of Black versus the Factory. Squash. House of Black. It's a factory. It's a squash match. It's good to see the House of Black back in action. Uh, Pre match, uh, Nick Camarado meets Julia Black in the middle of the ring and he flicks his toothpick at her and she responds with the black mist. Yeah. Sprays it in his face. House of Black proceeds to kill the factory on the outside. Uh, Buddy Murphy smashes a guy's head into Cole Carter's balls. <laughs> well, they had a very involved entrance. Yes, as they do. For a squash match. <laughs> so it was interesting. Yeah, but there's nothing else. There's right? not a ton going on, so, so you I, can dedicate that to the entrance. Yeah, and I wasn't expecting it to be a squash match. and But there it was. There it so was. It was yeah. So Malachi Black immediately wins by pinning uh, QT Marshall there with the, uh, oh, what's he called? I almost called it the Black Mass. I think he called the. Was he else. the guy with the. The one eye is was all kind of yes, like Malachi Black, dark, dark black makeup. He's their their leader. Malachi. You've seen him before, but it's been months. Yes, he's been since off. He's been back injured, right? A little bit of uh, uh, drama surrounding him. Uh, it took some time to get his mind right and uh, correct a few decisions, and he had some pretty terrible injuries uh, to his back, especially as far as I understand. Uh, wish him the best. I'm glad to see him back because he is an excellent, excellent wrestler. Cool. 
Mom, we move on to a backstage interview. Sky Blue challenges Britt Baker for a match on Rampage. Yeah. Yeah? Are you are you excited? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you think Sky Blue is gonna young Sky Blue is gonna gonna pull off the upset? Nope. She couldn't pull off a promo. <laughs> Never mind the upset. <laughs> That's harsh words. <laughs> harsh words for mom. Uh, about the again about the women's division. Mom hates women. No, I don't. All women no, everywhere. I, don't. I wish I want the best. Past, present, or future from them. hates and it lacks. Just despises women. <laughs> all this. creeds, colors, shapes, sizes. This. She hates you all equally. Especially if you wrestle and can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> but Sky Blue's really young, right? I think she's only like twenty years old, something like that maybe right so so she's she's gonna learn and she's not featured prominently like a jade right oh don't even go there and we didn't have to tonight there was no jade on the show i know so i should count myself lucky <laughs> it's true take what you can get that's right mom chris jericho versus jobber yeah all right so yes i'm gonna recap this and then we'll have okay. a further discussion all about right. it okay right, i'll stay quiet chris jericho is upset he lost the roh title to the big swing from Claudio. Right. He's being made fun of for it. He wants some time tonight to come out here and get himself back on track with an easy win. Jericho beats up on Jobber in the corner, and he beats up on him a little bit more. And the crowd chants, Let's go, Jobber! At one point, Jericho hits a code breaker, and Jobber kicks out! <laughs> the crowd loses their minds, and now, for the first time... A jobber makes it to the picture-in-picture picture break on a Dynamite show. Yes. Or almost any wrestling show. Jobber is, is wrestling through picture-in-picture. Picture. So after that, uh, Jobber makes a comeback, but Jericho cuts him off. But Jobber makes another comeback. He tries a roll-up. He gets braver and bolder as the match goes on. Uh, he tries a split-leg moonsault at the top. Uh, which he doesn't hit, but he hits another roll-up for a two-count. He tries a springboard again, but Jericho catches him by the legs, tries to turn it into the walls of Jericho, but Jobber will not job. Jobber refuses to job. Jobber rolls him up. Jericho kicks out. Jericho catches him, trying one more flippy shit maneuver, but Jobber spins out of that. Jobber hits a running shooting star, and Jobber wins. Yes. Jobber wins. Jericho jobs to jobber and the crowd loses their fucking mind and he when this deserves happened. to be called by his name action, action and he earned his name he did i thought for sure this was going to be a squash like i thought he's just gonna slap him around for a couple of minutes right and 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 then jericho's gonna win and he's just gonna slap no 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 it was amazing <laughs> i loved it the crowd was so hot for this. Oh, uh, I was so incredibly hot for it this. Was like this great. was a night of sub like subverting a couple of well-established wrestling tropes, right? The wrestling trope in the opener is that the guy gets injured, makes a last-second comeback, and they win the match. That did not happen. The Elite lost the match tonight, even though Nick was able to make it back into the ring. And Jobber usually like. Uh, every once in a while, I'll take a jobber or a lower card guy that wrestles a guy like a, a big name star, like right down to the last second. But the star pulls it out, and the story is that 
you know, maybe he went a little too light or maybe took his eye off the ball, but he's back on track and and that gives a guy a rub for the future. No, tonight was jobber night. Yeah, this kid is great. He is Very really good. Distant. So apparently the story, the backstage story on this is that in October, uh, Andretti had a match with QT Marshall and Dark. And Jericho was so impressed that he went, I want to make that kid a star. So this match should be playing for quite a while, actually, even with all the ROH stuff going on. And tonight was his night. And... Uh, Look, yeah. He is fantastic. I mean, so I was impressed. Th- this was the hottest I've seen a crowd for yeah. anything. Like, when's the last time they were this hot? Not for like, say, like CM Punk's comeback, and perhaps uh, any who th- CM Punk's comeback when he originally came back. Who uh, I know this this uh, this lesser known guy. You know this. Uh, he, he hasn't been around in a while. We haven't seen him wrestle in quite a while, so I understand. <laughs> Uh, why you have some questions, I suppose. Or maybe we've just been skipping his segments, like you skipped, <laughs> you know, a quarter of the show tonight. I would have liked to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that and uh, anything uh, Hangman Page versus Omega related right. uh, a couple years back was, I think it was a couple years. Time flies. Yeah, I don't know. I know. It could have been six months ago for all I know, but it feels like that. But those things, so incredibly hot. And this was on that level people couldn't believe he did a he did a dive like a stage dive in the crowd did not break his foot like cm punk did (laughs) doing that but yeah it was just it was it was wild it got exactly the reaction like the dream reaction that everybody involved probably wanted to happen it was a magical moment in the history of AEW and and this young guy's career yeah uh, as well and an excellent storytelling maneuver from old Chris Jericho. This dude is a fucking wrestling genius. genius. He really is. He really is. And he he sold it and he played it to the end. Like when when the camera went on Jericho after he lost, you, you looked into his eyes and I watched his eyes and it was if it wasn't kayfabe. Like it, it was so real. It looked he, like. He, it was It was absolutely great. It looked like the, so the character of Chris Jericho yes, was. just thought he lost it. Yeah. This it, it's over. Whatever I had right. my entire career. Every once in a while in sports that, that happens, especially in fighting, especially in prize fighting, there comes a time where either your chin's so worn down or your body just fails you and all of a sudden what was easy is now hard. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it looked like with Chris Jericho. At the end of this match. And there's a whole, you know, redemption like arc in his own mind he can go through. But right now, he's mentally collapsing. Yeah. And that is, quite frankly, amazing. Congratulations to Action Andretti. Uh, absolutely tremendous moment. And I look forward to more from him in the future. Yeah, me too. Ricky Starks cuts a promo. Not the best placement on the show. <laughs> okay, given what just happened, uh, there. I think we need a moment of you know, a, a moment to relax given how hot that was, but they couldn't have known that. But, uh, so Ricky Starks cuts a promo. He's still a great promo, just like he was last yeah. week. He's grinded. He's paid his dues and it comes to a head tonight. Last week was nothing new to him. He does this in his sleep. He's everything Max wants to be from head to toe tonight. Remember the name because tonight nobody is going to forget this face. And that is the main event of the evening. 
Next, we have a FTR promo package. They both have enormous bandages on their head. <laughs> yes, they do. After their and rightly so. Yeah, after their uh, bloody brawling bash there with uh, old Briscoes. Yeah, because they've boys. never been involved in a match like that before. Not many people have been remember. involved in a match yeah. quite like that. The announcers sta- stating that at the time of the match that yeah, and they mm. restated it in their promo here. Good stuff. <laughs> So they're mad at the ass boys who attacked them after the match and says that the ass boys have their attention and uh, FTR is out here to create a legacy and ass boys are just in the way. We cut to Chris Jericho, who is backstage throwing around all the things a rational person would just stack on top of L.A. Knight. He screams all the way back to his dressing room and slams the door. So a little bit more, a little bit more story out of yep. unhinged. Showing his reaction. That's to right. What just happened to him? Yeah. Is he washed Good. up, Mom? Is he washed up? Is this the end of Chris Jericho? Never. Never. <laughs> it's wrestling, so never. No. <laughs> Is wrestler ever done? No. Oh, no. Ric Flair almost fucking killed himself trying to come back like <laughs> two months ago. Um, Ruby Soho versus Ty Mello. Yes. What'd you think of this match? Loved it. You love this match? This, this is what I want to see. Crowd was really into this match. This is what I want to see from the women's division. This was fantastic. Yeah, it was a pretty good match. I loved it. Yay. I'm glad. I'm glad Ruby's here. She's back. Yes, yeah, she's back after injury. I'm uh, so glad. Uh, Ty attacks her. Outside of the ring uh, to begin the match. At one point, Soho has Mello mounted and is raining fists down from the top. And uh, Bryce Ramsberg comes over and just stops her. I like they're like in the middle of the ring or close to the middle of the ring. And she's just like punching her. And the ref goes, no, we got to we got to break this up. Yeah. Like, what the what the hell? If they were in the corner, <laughs> that would make sense. Right. Because those are the kayfabe rules of wrestling. But right. That's, it was just, I found that spot like uh, kind of strange. Uh, so they take it outside. Uh, Mello grabs Ruby's nose, of course, recently reconstructed, and it is uh, leading all into a DDT on the ramp. Uh, after the break, they have a back and forth. Uh, Ruby avoids the tie KO and hits Destination Unknown for the win. And then Anna J comes out and attacks Ruby's face, and she's selling her face. Uh, as we move on. So, yeah, uh, pretty good showing. A pretty good match. Glad uh, Ruby could get the win here. And the crowd was into it as they were it was into great. everything. Ruby adds a toughness that's missing. That's adds- that's, how, that's how I see it. When I was watching, she adds a, a toughness that is definitely missing. Tougher than a $2 steak that old Ruby Soho is. JR might say. Yeah. So Marvez is backstage with Adam Page and Evil Uno. And Adam Page is being evaluated by the doctors because of his concussion history. And uh, Page recounts what happened after the concussion during the match with Moxley. He says that they were asking questions about where they were, you know, uh, who, what he was doing. He's like, I'm wrestling the world champion. And then he says they unlocked his phone and showed him his son. And they said, what's his name? Hangman says he paused and he looked into those, those little green eyes and he couldn't tell him. And he says, I've been to hell. He's ready for Moxley. What a fucking great promo. <laughs> it was. Goddamn. So easy to root for old Hangman. 
looking forward to that match eventually. Like I thought it might have built to like winter is coming, but I guess not. So here we are. I, I assume there's going to be a confrontation on Rampage. Yeah, I'll take it wherever wherever I can get it. It's <laughs> true. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Wherever you can get it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, next ROH ROH show. <laughs> hey man. Oh, hey man versus. Oh, okay. Well, no. <laughs> Uh, main event of the evening is, of course, Ricky Starks versus MJF for the AEW World Heavyweight title. Mom, what'd you think of the main event? Super duper. Super duper. <laughs> that's your, that's your yep, review. Super that's duper my... out of five. Super duper. Super duper. What, uh, what, uh, especially did you like in this match? Everything. <laughs> what, I know what specifically? I'm being vague. <laughs> you are being vague. Everything. It's making me feel like you didn't watch it at all. No, just... I did. Intently, intently. Intent. No, it was um, it was typical MJF, but both of them did such a great job. It was great. It was still a high caliber wrestling match. It was right? nice to see MJF actually do some wrestling instead of talking. And the beauty of MJF is that unlike a bunch of other heels out there who can talk, he can actually wrestle. Yes, yes. right. Just like Ric Flair can wrestle. Right. Just like all these other guys who actually, you know, draws as heel champions, like where he can wrestle and he will uh, when he needs to. He probably doesn't get the reps that he needs to in the long run. My favorite part is when MJF just, he grabs him and he gets twisting and he's, he's I forget what lock it is or whatever move he was in, but then Ricky was just trying to reach for the rope, reach for, and then MJF would grab that limb. Yep. And then he'd 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 work it work it and to to get the next his next available leg or armor. It was that moment was was great. It was just great. It was absolutely well done. Tremendous. So the story of this match is that MJF will try anything in the context of a traditional wrestling match to win. So MJF is great. So with Starks, the match really picks up after the break, and it's a shame that we only got about fifteen minutes here. Like for this match on the show, an yeah. overrun would have been really cool. Uh, we didn't get that. Uh, there are a few spots here and there where Ricky tries to get MJF, uh, MJF up for like the Rochambeau, and it isn't clear whether it's mistimed or not. Or I think the second one or the one towards the end might have been a little bit of a botch, but the first time they they switch into a power bomb. Uh, but again, <laughs> you're almost nitpicking versus what the actual wrestling and the storytelling that was going on the match. So MJF slips over the top. Uh, he grabs the ref. He then, as Starks moves to sort of push the ref aside, uh, MJF kicks him in the balls and rolls up uh, yeah. old Ricky Starks in a small package uh, for the win. But like Mom said, the best spot in this match was uh, at some point, probably three-quarters of the way into the match, uh, MJF, locks in the arm bar salt of the earth i don't know if it was exactly the salt of the earth arm bar like he normally does but uh, he gets him in this arm bar and starks is so close to getting his arm to the ropes and mjf goes ah fuck that and he reaches over and he grabs and he wrenches back on starks's other arm and then stark starts moving his leg to the ropes and mjf goes no fuck that and he reaches over and grabs starks's leg and and brings it back and then starks with almost no no <laughs> limbs left to get to the ropes, is able to just scoot his leg over to the bottom it rope. Was, it was great. I really enjoyed that. And get out, and the, the crowd went wild for that. I think it's pro- I, I assume it's everybody's favorite spot of the match. It was absolutely yep. tremendous. 
uh, and dramatic, but Ricky Starks gets kicked in the balls and rolled up. Does that finish bother you? No, that's MJF. <laughs> Do you think Ricky Starks is deserving of a rematch? Oh, absolutely. That should be soon. Because I was hoping that he would win, but he didn't. But I'm, I'm thinking, okay, but that doesn't mean that they can't go at each other again. And they like they could have done that over two weeks. They could have had a match for the ring. He won two matches to get to this match. I know. He won two qualifying matches to get to this wow. specific match. He could have had a match for the ring. Uh, I saw someone suggest that you could have had Ricky Starks win by DQ in this match. Uh, this isn't something... Yeah, that's... Yeah. This isn't something that AEW does, and I understand why they don't want to do it, but every now and then, you can pull it, especially against someone like MJF. And, and if you're going sense. to book an immediate rematch, yeah, right? it makes sense. If you had MJF get DQ'd, he retains the title, but maybe he loses the ring because it was for both, right? And then you can have another match, but instead... You know, afterwards I thought, well, maybe they're going to book an immediate rematch or something. Even though they never do that in AEW, almost ever, unless your name is CM Punk. Um, Who? Uh, <laughs> that's a, uh, he was on a part of the show you didn't watch. Oh, okay. But they they don't do that. MJF heads uh, to the back, and old Brian Danielson comes out of the tunnel. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, old old William Regal must have passed. So so here's old Brian Danielson, uh, fresh out of the hospital, mourning the death of his old friend. Oh. Come to chase down old murdering MJF. And he chases him. And MJF runs and runs and jumps into the crowd. And you've never seen someone run fucking faster up yeah. a flight of stairs. There's steep stairs <laughs> to get in out of the stadiums. Yep. This dude, he's in shape. He's in yep. uh, pretty pretty great shape, so... That looks to be our next program. Danielson goes back into the ring and raises uh, Ricky Starks' hand. But you you worry sometimes that now Stark is just going to be put on the shelf for a while. Well, I'm interested to see where this goes. So we'll wait when we'll wait and see. I'm not. I don't want to prejudge it. No, I don't. We'll but I, they need to keep him hot for an eventual rematch. They'll keep him line. hot. Ricky Stark. He's hot. He <laughs> says he is. He's well, he's he's a pretty damn good promo. Yeah, he's a pretty good wrestler. Exactly. So. And uh, I look forward to more from Starks in the future and hopefully more matches between these two because it was pretty good. Mom, what was your match of the night? The match of the night for me still was Death Triangle versus the Elite. Congratulations to all the boys. So uh, they announced three different stipulations should we get that far in the series. We're going to. Of course, of course, we're going to, right? They've already advertised these yeah, things. Yeah, and I'm excited well. about them. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they try and keep up people's interest as well, but the matches are so high quality that I almost don't care. Yeah, I right? know, I just want to see them. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's great stuff. So, yeah, no DQ, and then a false count anywhere match, and then a ladder match, I think, is, is the way it's going to go. Mom, my match of the night is Chris Jericho versus Jobber. I know I had a hard time choosing which one. I really did. Congratulations but, to Action Andretti and Chris Jericho. So they each got a vote tonight. That's cool. absolutely, absolutely tremendous storytelling here in this match, uh, including all the possibilities going forward. Mom, who was your MVP of the evening? I would have to say I changed my mind, and I'm going to say Jericho. Me too. Chris Jericho. I have to. Like, I had the elite down, but 
the more and more as you talked about and I thought about it, how much I really enjoyed this match and how it was it was absolutely done to perfection. Just el- elicited such an amazing like there yeah. were like legitimate like allowed chance for let's go jobber. Like at the beginning it was like almost as a joke because they didn't know where it was going to go. And then it became legitimate, let's go, Jobber. Because, you can do this, Jobber. Because everybody probably it. thought, like I did, it was pretty much going to be a squash or close to it, right? Yeah. But it didn't turn, it turned out amazing. So, Mom, who was your least impressive performer of the evening? Sky Blue. <laughs> <sighs> Man, you're harsh. You're harsh. Well, I didn't really want to name one, but... If I have to, it would be Sky Blue in her, you know, promo. Well, you don't have to. So my LVP is nobody. <laughs> Everybody did a good job. Okay. Except Jeff Jarrett. Fuck that guy. Oh, I missed but that. So he got, he got, maybe could have look, put it in there. <laughs> he got a lot of heat for that. And like, I'm not even going to say that he was the least impressive. In, in my heart, he is forever etched as the. <laughs> Least impressive performer gotcha. of the week, right? Just like yeah. Jade is in yours. Because yeah. you hate all women. Now that Cody's gone. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that would be for you, right? <laughs> Cody Rhodes. That's right. Mom, it's that time of the night where we put your wrestling knowledge to the test oh, in boy. a little something we call timeline trivia. And there is Gorgeous George throwing out the gold, gorgeous. Georgie Pitt. See me, I'm real plain and simple and direct. They call me horror. Everybody knows it. I don't have to say what I am, because I've done it. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, whoo, right here. I'm the man. You are a Sniveling little suck-up sellout full of suffering succotash, son. Timeline trivia. Five questions. Five bonus questions. Ten questions. Back to ten. About, yeah, about, (laughs) don't, (laughs) all right, don't criticize me. It's because I forgot a question last time. Okay, five questions, five bonus questions, ten questions. Every time, every single time, ten questions. Except last week. Uh, except, la- <laughs> except last time, every other time. Ten, ten total questions about wrestling, history, past, present, future, and beyond. Mom, question one. Tonight... The Dynamite Show opened to the tune of Round Ball Rock, which is being used for the uh, sort of like the official music for the best of seven series. Right. right the right. the uh, the song is most associated with NBA coverage on NBC from 1991 to 2002. It's this classic like 90s basketball music. Mom, who composed Round Ball Rock? Hint. This person also composed the Entertainment Tonight theme song. Oh, what's his name? John somebody. John 
He was also an announcer on Entertainment Tonight at one point. John, I could picture him, but my old, my old mind. <sighs> Did we give it to you? Yes. You know who I'm talking John's about. John's really generic. You could just be pulling John out of no. uh, anywhere. Out no, of thin I air, see him. Right? He had blonde hair. He probably still does. I don't think he's gone. Fine. John, what's his name? John Tesh. Tesh. For goodness sake. John I mean, Tesh, yes. It's it's Christmas season. I knew that. I will be generous see? and say that you got that question correct. John Tesh. I knew that. All right, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus question. WWE Raw has a long history of changing theme songs. Tragically, none of which were John Tesh compositions. Uh, but you do have Papa Roach and Skillet in there. So, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other, as they say across the pond. Mom, how many years did the longest tenured Raw theme song run over or under five years? Over five years. Just a guess. Oh, you don't know all of the Raw theme songs? Certainly not. Well. It's a yeah. guess. Uh, Under the classic Thorn in Your Eye slash All Together Now song ran from March 31st, 1997 to March 25th, 2002. Just shy Thorn. of five years. Years. You would know it to hear it when I. It was the song I heard growing up, right? It was really two songs. It was the it was the entrance, like the opening theme, and then it switched as they panned around to the crowd and Jr. starting announcing to the. Duh, 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 duh. I don't want to get demonetized on YouTube, even though well, we're not monetized on YouTube, so it doesn't fucking matter. It's but become I'm not going to embarrass myself by singing it. It's become a thorn in my butt. <laughs> it's not. It can't <laughs> hurt you, okay? Just like SmackDown last week when you're like, we have to watch this together. Cause, I don't know. Because I'm like, it can't, okay? Nothing WWE related. It's pretty thorny. Can hurt you, okay? It's pretty thorny. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, question two. Tonight, Action Andretti proved that any man with two hands has a fighting chance. Or, or maybe that was someone else that said that. Either way, which number is larger? Action Andretti's current age. Or the age gap between him and Jericho. The age gap. <laughs> that was the fastest you've ever answered a question. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. You're certain? Yes, yeah, sure. Mm, we'll see. You're correct. Yes! <laughs> the age gap. Andretti is 24 years old, making the age gap 28 long years. For the young man who pulled off the victory tonight. Jobber, no longer. Bonus question. Who is older, Action Andretti or Jungle Boy? Oh. I think Jungle Boy's a little older than 24, isn't he? By a couple of years or so? 25, maybe 26? Is that your answer? Sure. Correct! Thought. Jungle Boy is 25. Yeah, oh, see? Just, My memory's not too bad. Just a bit old. Question three. Mom, this week we learned Vince McMahon is plotting his return. Oh, boy. You know, tenting his fingers fingers, and, and laughing maniacally somewhere in Connecticut. Whether or not he can pull it off remains to be seen, but two things he definitely could not pull off 
were a football league and a bodybuilding league. But which defunct league lasted longer? The WBF or the XFL's initial run? I don't even know what the WBF is. World Bodybuilding Federation. Oh, I didn't even know that existed. But I do remember the X. The XFL. FL. So I'm just going to take a guess and say the XFL. No? XFL lasted one season. I was going to say it didn't last very long. Technically, the WBF had two years worth of championships, right? Like one each year. So technically, the WBF lasted longer in practice than the XFL. But as long as somebody's steak business. <laughs> steak? Steak business? <laughs> right? Maybe That's you can sell them this uh, salt here <laughs> for said steak business. Steak. <laughs> Mom, bonus question. How many children does Vince McMahon have? Oh, jeez. How many known? I don't know. Uh, he has. I thought he only had two. Shane and her. You just hate all women. <laughs> no, you like, hate them all. Like, oh, Stephanie. No matter their social status. Or, okay. Yes. I use a pronoun because I couldn't. Re I couldn't remember a name for a moment. Don't. This isn't fucking grammar class. This is a wrestling <laughs> show. <laughs> I think it might be a show about salt. I don't know. Is that your answer? I thought they only had two. Is that your answer? Yes. That's correct. I was going to say. I don't remember maybe, hearing you know. about any more. Of course, two. That we know of. That we know of. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> Everybody has secrets. <laughs> Mom, question four. This week, Big Bill attacked poor Jungle Boy once again. But he is merely one in a long line of large men with some variation of the name William in this business. Name three more wrestlers with the name Bill William. Any take on William? William Regal. It's one. Okay. Well, another William? Or Bill or whatever. Bill. Big Bill. Is there a little Bill? Is there a little Bill out there? Uh, little, <laughs> little Bill was, of oh, course, the Billy. children's show Billy. from renowned... Uh, Billy Bob. Renowned comic uh, Bill Cosby. Bill, Bill. Bill, who else was Bill? I don't know. You're putting on, me on a spot. Got one so far. William Regal. Okay. Uh, what are the variations of the name William? Bill and Will. Okay. Will. Will. Will Farrell. Did he wrestle? <laughs> he read, no, he wasn't. No. Oh. Sorry, he was not a wrestler. Will. I can't, they're not coming to mind. Oh, there's lots of options you can go with, but there's William Regal, uh, so we gotta do, we gotta play the sound, I'm sorry. Sure, the loser William Regal, sound. Although he's dead, so, you know. No, Does no. that count? No, probably not. William Regal, Bill Goldberg, Will Hobbs, etc. Bill Goldberg. Oh, I forgot about Billy Hobbs. I'm gonna it's call him bad. Billy. Bill, Billy Hobbs? Yep. It's the only thing he has been called. He's been called Will, you know, Powerhouse. Yeah. Uh, JR calls him Willie Hobbs. Yeah, so... Bonus question. How many Williams have ever held a WWE World or Universal title? Oh, wow. Has William Regal? I don't know. 
I'd ask him, but he's sadly passed on. <laughs> he likes lizards, I know that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> something, there's a tidbit. Focus! Focus! He, he has lizards. Focus on the question. He does he have lizards. Focus. How many? Look. <laughs> I bet you he has a this lizard is important. Bill. This is important. Okay? Okay. How many? How many? Williams have been world... I don't know what's so complicated about this. Uh, none. That's an interesting guess. That oh, is incorrect. One. Was it William Regal? No. Who was it? Two. Bill Goldberg and superstar Billy Graham. Oh my god, I forgot about superstar. Rest in peace. Question five. He's, he's him and... William Regal has gone to visit <laughs> Billy Graham. No, William Regal. Great wrestling K, ring for Williams in, in the K sky. Fabe, but not in real life. Mom, question five. What about Billy Gunn? Daddy ass. That was a dad. That was the bell. And that again, you missed. You missed I that missed again. The boat. <laughs> so many opportunities. I missed the boot. But no, he was never a world champion. Okay. He is champion of everybody's asses. Question five. Sports leagues are known for their overabundance of animal mascots. Name three wrestlers with animal names or gimmicks. George the Animal Steel. Um, one. Um, um, oh, who was Lionheart? Oh, Chris Jericho. You know, I didn't, you know what? I didn't think about that. That's true. That's good. And one more. Who's, who's, who's another animal? Lion. Anybody named Tiger? Tiger Woods? Nope, wrong sport. <laughs> Renowned wrestler, Tiger Woods. One more. One more animal. Somebody Was somebody the bear? So was somebody a bear? Oh. Uh, you can do this. I believe oh in you. Oh, my God. Think about oh, other animals. Oh, Jake the snake. Jake the snake. <laughs> you did it. Yay. <laughs> Lots of options. The bunny. That was tough under pressure. Under time limit. <laughs> you know me and my time time pressure. True. The bunny, uh, junkyard dog, shark boy, mantar, the gobbledygooker, and George Steele I had written here. Those are just a few. But yeah, there's uh, pulling out a Lionheart there. Yeah. It's actually Thanks. very, very good. What Impressive. Mom, final question of the night. The bonus question. What color was George the Animal Steele's tongue? Oh... Oh, I can't remember. I don't think it was red. Green? Yay! Yes! Oh, that's going back a long ways. Congratulations. Look, you did really well tonight, <laughs> Mom. Which means I wrote... When I'm, I'm at my most tired. It's maybe I do. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board. I'm the most tired. Write harder questions. <laughs> mm. Well, that's it for tonight, folks. We'll be back next week with another Dynamite review. And Mom. Yes, son. I'm sorry I made you watch wrestling. I'm completely squashed. 